When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. One, two, two, three, four. This is the final word, Australia West Indies Daily Brisbane Day Zero. That is to say, the day before the test match. The preview, Jeff Lemon and Barrett Cinderace. And with you, the show brought to you by Seabus Super. SeabusSuper.com.au if you want to sort out your retirement needs. And uh, Barrett, here we are. We've got another test match to go. We had a very short one in Adelaide, two days and a bit. Um, we've got a lot of rain around that at least promises that it might um, make this one go on a bit longer. Um, but we'll we'll come to all the match stuff in the second part of the show, I think, because so basically you and I recorded the weekly show on Monday morning and then by Monday night there were about 10 different news lines. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what an evening that <laughs> of, was. <laughs> of, of, of quite some significance. Um, we just we had covered off the fact that Usman Khawaja has been passed fit and, and has passed his concussion yeah. test and he's okay to play. Um, and then we had... It was Monday night. It was after we'd done the weekly show when Travis Head's COVID test came through. Yes. Um, and now we've got more COVID results coming up in the camp, but also it doesn't make that much difference anymore because they're allowed to play anyway. Um, catch us up on that. So it started with Travis Head. I mean, COVID was back into the limelight thanks to Travis Head. I mean, no fault of his. Uh, who knows where he got his COVID? Who knows where anyone gets mm. their COVID these days? Um, and he tested positive, I think, just uh, uh, so Monday would have been two, three days after the test match finished officially. Um, and then uh, they said at that point that they will, he will not miss out, even if he does test positive. Mm-hmm. But as it turned out, this morning he tested negative. Uh, and the first news was that he will train today and he will play. But 
two other people in the camp have tested positive for COVID, Cameron Green being one of them, who I did see bat and bowl yesterday. Andrew McDonald also has tested positive. He wasn't at training yesterday, and we just were told that uh, he's feeling a little unwell, so mm. not 100%, so he stayed back in the hotel. So, um, yes, so you have the head coach with COVID, and uh, I guess you're one of your all-rounders with COVID. Uh, what will happen with Cameron Green is there's a room... Uh, right above the dressing room, uh, which kind of during peak COVID became an isolation room in case someone had tested mm -hmm. positive at that point. So uh, that's where Cameron Green will be uh, left <laughs> when he isn't playing or when he's not out on mm -hmm. the field or batting. So he'll sit by uh, by himself. You'll remember Matt Renshaw during the Sydney test last year was left in the dugout with a little iPad where it looked like he was playing yep. games. So I don't know what he was doing. Clearly could not have been browsing. That would have been uh, against the ACSU rules and law. But um, yeah, that's the COVID news. Uh, so yes, it's pretty much the same playing 11 for Australia, except that Travis Head has now tested negative mm. and he'll be free to do whatever he wants. Whereas Cameron Green will uh, have to follow the protocols. Um, I mean, I, I did check if he could still stand and gully because, you know, Cameron Green, um, when you talk, him, talk of him as an all-rounder, it's not just with bat and ball, but also what he brings to gully. But I think it should be fine. Though I do wonder what happens if... Uh, I put this out on Twitter as well. What if he dives to mm. his left while a right-hander is batting to take a catch? Does third slip kind of jump the mm. other way to avoid getting coming within that range uh, or that radius that is allowed for uh, uh, a player to get close to someone who has tested positive for COVID? I don't know. We will see. But more, more, more. Uh, I mean, basically, he'll just have a lot of alone time. The I mean, the other part of it is that it's not just about infectiousness um, it, or contagion. It, it's mm. about the fact that COVID can. Like some people don't have much in the way of symptoms. Some people get knocked around really badly and potentially it's something that might, you know, he might be feeling okay tomorrow and then be getting worse through the test match and be impaired as a player. I mean, that does seem like a like something that they're not taking into consideration by just saying that he'll go ahead and play anyways if he does deteriorate. And if he does deteriorate, then at that point you can't, as far as I know, you can't activate a COVID substitution um, no, if gone. somebody's already got it before they've come into the match, right? It's only if they... The, the COVID substitution rule was about players who test positive during a match and the fact that they could be substituted. Uh, no, I think the COVID substitute rule itself right. is gone. Uh, so I don't think they have COVID substitutes anymore. So Which is why the player is allowed to play. Uh, I mean, the moment... Uh, the, I guess UN or whoever is in charge of these things, the WHO said it's no longer a pandemic. I think they did away with the COVID right. substitute. So, um, yeah. So I think if yeah, if he feels sick, he just feels sick. I guess I don't think you can bring in anyone for yep. uh, for Cameron Green. Yeah. Okay. Um, the and the Glenn Maxwell story also came out on Monday night um, after the announcement had already been made that he was being rested, being managed out of the one-day squad. Um, the news that's come out since then does suggest that that was actually, you know, that decision was made ahead of time and that basically what happened is Friday's a hot day and he's gone out on the golf course and stood in the sun all day and got dehydrated and been drinking alcohol and not enough water. And, uh, well, I've done it. Um, I suppose you've done it. It's, it's the kind of thing that does happen to people, but um, it's also the kind of thing that you would prefer your professional athletes to be able to avoid getting in situations like that so the you know that the the somewhat subtle but certainly between the lines the messaging was pretty clear from Andrew McDonald and, and Pat Cummins that they 
want him to make better decisions um, and not get himself into that kind of situation in the first place. And literally 15 minutes ago, George Bailey did his press conference. Right. Uh, Australia have just announced their T20I squad uh, for the West Indies series, and Glenn Maxwell is in that squad. Um, and he, he said something along the uh, similar lines. He said, I mean, if uh, Glenn Maxwell had that night uh, back, he would make better decisions. He wouldn't do what he did, or uh, you know, he wouldn't end up in the situation that he did. A- and I think that's it. I mean, it can happen to anyone, but uh, when you are Glenn Maxwell and you are a cricketer of that pedigree or any pedigree for that matter, and you have a, uh, you're an elite athlete uh, and a public figure. I guess uh, it just. I think more than anything is the bit where you where he passes out and has to be taken to hospital in an ambulance. I think that's how maybe the story broke as well, because it came down to that. I mean, if say just. Uh, passes out uh, or he then you know uh, is okay wherever he was I guess it doesn't even make news but the fact that he ended up in hospital is what uh, makes it slightly more of a a news story than uh, what uh, what it would have been otherwise and and you're right I mean that's what they have all said Pat Cummins Mm -hmm. said as well look he wasn't part of the squad he was there on an independent capacity. He was there for a golf event and he maybe just heard that there's a concert there and goes and meets everyone uh, and, uh, you know, leads to this. So, yeah, I, I think what his Maxwell's manager has also said that Glenn Maxwell has, is embarrassed by what has happened, uh, as you would be, I guess. Uh, uh, but we'll find out. I mean, look, he's that T20i series is, what, a couple of mm-hmm. weeks away? Uh, may, maybe just over two weeks away and he'll be there. I'm sure he'll be mic'd up by the TV broadcasters and... Um, and that'll be the the big uh, the more challenging mm. task, right? Whoever you are, to then come up to uh, come and talk about it publicly, like you know about something kind of embarrassing, right. will be a challenge. But hey, he put himself in that situation, and um, he'll just have to face it. Yeah, I, I suppose if if you're in a room like at that concert where you know half of the people attending work in cricket media, then that's um, that's not the place to be if you don't want a story to get out. And Pat Cummins was the other interesting part of. I'm sure we'll talk about this on. The weekly show next week as well, um, but it, it was inevitable that he would be asked about Australia Day. He would have known that um, he had a decision to make about whether he would actually give a substantial answer or whether he would uh, pat it away. He could have done that. He could have just said, "Oh well, you know, Cricket Australia make these decisions, and it's out of our hands, and you know, it's it's not not for us to worry about and and dodge the issue." But he was clear that um, that he supports moving the date of Australia Day and I th- and he makes an important point which is which obviously gets lost when all of the the usual dickheads jump up and down about it which is that uh, and, and I think it's a point that a lot of us agree with that having a day of national celebration is a great thing and we should be able to do that um, and we should be able to do it on a day that includes everybody and by its very nature January 26 does not include everybody you know that seems that's pretty basic stuff that's not um, taking any particularly radical political line it's it's uh, offering consideration to your fellow Australians and that that is the way that you arrive at a point of national unity. Um, but you, you were at the press conference yesterday. It, it seems that he'd, he, 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 very, he was very specific and he'd obviously thought about what he was going to say beforehand um, and said it in, in that way that he does, which is considered um, and, which, and which is nuanced and which... I, I don't know. In, it, it wasn't strident. It was a. It seemed like a sensible, measured position. Oh, very much so. And he did admit that he's been thinking about it for a while, uh, like he has with uh, everything else. Uh, and 
I think one thing we have learned from about Pat Cummins in the last few years, and especially since he became captain and he got more of a voice, is that uh, uh, he does consider a lot of things. And he's uh, he, he's never really in any press conference that I've attended of his uh, shied away from talking about anything. I remember when he was asked about the Yorkshire racism report before the Lord's test, he answered that. Uh, even when he was asked a pretty uh, random and pretty stupid question about uh, what was happening in Gaza during the 50-over World Cup in Bangalore. Even though he could have easily just rubbished that question, he did not. I mean, he still kind of addressed the, the, the sense behind the question rather than the question itself. And similarly, like you said, when he was asked about Australia Day, he didn't shy away. Uh, and it was a very considered response. And I guess it, it just makes so much sense, right, when he says, well, yeah, I mean, he kept say he mentioned it at least two three times and i asked him about it on radio as well where he said look i'm very proud to be an australian uh, and this is like you know the most beautiful country in the world we are all privileged and lucky to be here why can't we just pick a day where we all agree that uh, you know it, it's a day to celebrate we should celebrate australia but just pick mm. another day and i think uh, as much as uh, you know that that i mean i, I, I as impressed as most people would be with Pat Cummins, unless you are one of those dickheads who you mentioned, um, Steve Smith, who generally is pretty stays pretty apolitical about a lot of things, he was asked the same question today, and he spoke about how he's had a chat about it with Scott Boland, who obviously, uh, uh, you know, it, it comes from a First Nations background, and he said that he said the same thing that Pat mm. Cummins said, like, yeah, we should have a day to celebrate Australia, but maybe we should pick a day that all Australians can celebrate because clearly January twenty sixth means. Uh, 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 if anything, anything but a day to celebrate for a lot of people uh, uh, in this country. So I think it's good to see big voices, strong voices like Pat Cummins and Steve Smith as former captain, vice captain, and a leader within Australian cricket uh, come out and, and and kind of not just speak their mind, uh, but, but make sense with what they're saying. And like you say, uh, be measured and very considerate with the way they go about it. All right, let's get on to the teams and the match itself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The second test between West Indies and Australia at the Gabba. It's um, there are a few interesting things floating around here, Barrett. One of them, so the Australian team will largely will likely be unchanged unless somebody falls down the stairs between now and tomorrow. Um, the West Indies team will come to that in a minute. Might be might be some changes there. You've got a pink ball test. You've got the Brisbane pitch, and people tend to think with both of those things. You know, carnage bowlers game, ball swinging, doing all sorts, um, 
difficult to bat and so on. And yet it, it can also be the exact opposite a lot of times. In the pink ball tests that we've seen in Australia, the pink ball gets pretty flat pretty quickly. Um, it stops doing much pretty early. You, you maybe have that difficult session under lights coming into the third session, That particularly that sort of twilight hour or so, which will be... So the game will start earlier than it would otherwise in Brisbane because of time zones, so there won't be actually that much of the game in actual darkness. But um, it, And you've also got the fact that the Gabba pitch, yes, we had a two-day test against South Africa, um, but at other times it's been an absolute road and players have made huge scores and it's been very easy to bat. And we saw Pakistan make 450 in the fourth innings against a pink ball um, in that that the only other pink ball test in Brisbane. So it's sort of interesting to think which way it can go at this point, whether it's going to be one of those bowlers games or whether it's going to be um, one of those ones where it's really hard work to actually take wickets and then throw in with that the, the likelihood of rain, particularly very heavy rain forecast on mm. Saturday, um, that that could slow things up and, and, and push the game further out as well. Oh, pink ball lottery. Uh, it's a term I borrow from Steve Smith. He must have mentioned it a few times yesterday uh, in the Nets. And I, uh, after his Nets session, uh, I did have a chat with him on the side about pink ball lottery. And, and you're right, of the pink ball, it does do some strange things. It often has nothing to do with the pitch. Uh, and he spoke about how uh, he often finds it difficult to pick it up during, during the day uh, in sunlight. And, and uh, actually, I will correct you that we will have one entire session uh, in pitch darkness mm. or of night cricket because of the time of the year because yeah. we are towards the end of january now uh i, I saw the sun set by around 6 40 ish yesterday or in fact earlier by 6 20s and by 6 45 was pretty dark yeah. so uh considering the last session will start at 7 p.m um the and let's add it in the extra half hour so 7 to 9 30 uh will be properly dark uh, and what we won't get is that tricky twilight period here though the twilight mm. just kind of uh, unlike in Adelaide where you uh, yeah it's very quick yeah unlike in Adelaide where the twilight lasts for quite a while and you barely get like what 20 or 25 minutes of uh, night cricket if you want to call it that okay uh, I think that that'll be different here but which also means that a lot of batters I've spoken to not just Steve Smith actually prefer facing the pink ball are they starting it does that mean they're starting it at, at later are they starting it at 2 30 p.m local time uh, no, they're starting at two. So, right. uh, so you say two to four, and then the long break. Uh, four I think last, <laughs> last time it started earlier. It was I think they started at one o'clock last time because they wanted to to line it up with the Sydney and Melbourne time zones because Queensland doesn't have daylight savings, so they're they're an hour earlier. So I think it was one pm local, which meant we didn't get much evening All plays. Right. Maybe maybe they've brought it forward a bit this time brought around. It, yeah. I guess so. I, and I, I'm guessing it has to do with the time of the year. I, I'm not sure. sure. Right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah. But again, what the ball will do, uh, nobody seems to be uh, sure. Pat Cummins has not played with a pink ball for more than two years now. He missed the last two Adelaide tests. So, mm. hashtag Nisama's play uh, uh, was uh, reigning supreme for a couple of summers uh, during the pink ball test. Uh, and, of course, uh, if you look at the opposition, Kima Roach hasn't bowled with the pink ball. He was asked about this probably since that uh, 2017 tour of England. So, yeah. uh, you know, the West Indies don't play a lot of pink ball test cricket. So He didn't play in the UAE-Pakistan pink ball test? Apparently he did not. So yeah. I think you had Shannon Gabriel. Maybe he was injured. I don't remember Bishu playing that game. But uh, as a spinner. Uh, but I think the pitch is going to be interesting, though. We had that... Uh, very spicy pitch last year where the test mm. uh, finished within two days. Um, and um, from where uh, uh, I've been sat, uh, it, it does have a much 
I mean, it's not as as green as it was last year, but it's still mm. green. I mean, it was very green yesterday, uh, but even today it looks pretty. It, uh, I think Dave Sandusky has left a lot of grass um, on on the surface, so I still think the bowlers will have a say, uh, mm. be, you know, on on this pitch. And I guess the weather condition as well. If it does stay cloudy as it's expected, yesterday was cloudy. Today has been warm and muggy, but uh, the weather forecast keeps improving in terms of when the cyclone will hit. Uh, it seems to be pushed back. Further and further away, but I do think the ball will um, have a big role. To, uh, the bowlers will have a big say on this game, not just after light. If anything, before the lights come on as well. Mm. So uh, yeah, so it's going to be a challenge for for the batters from both teams. Uh, uh, that's how I look at it anyway. And West Indies team selection. We're recording this before Craig Brathwaite's press conference because he's timing it quite late um, to match up with the evening training session. But you have been creeping around West Indies training the last couple of days, um, watching everybody, listening to everybody, looking at the body language, working everything out. Um, so I'm sure you have. I'm sure you know the eleven already, even though he hasn't released it publicly. What are your observations? <laughs> now, of course, I've been doing all of that. And also, as uh, you would recall, I've been speculating about the team <laughs> changes since the end of the For Adelaide test. For about six days now, yeah. <laughs> every Actually, time since we the start the... of the Adelaide test. <laughs> Pretty much. And every time we were in a car together, I would have this conversation with myself, <laughs> even though like you were sitting right next to me about what would happen in Brisbane. And uh, just looking at what happened yesterday, they do have a training session to go mm -hmm. under lights. And I don't think it's an optional one. A lot of them will be there. Most of them would be here. Um, I think Kevin Sinclair, the off-spinning all-rounder, will play ahead of Gudakesh Moti for a couple of reasons. Good. A, like uh, uh, Moti did not bat yesterday. Sinclair batted. And even before uh, Moti even had a bowl, I saw Sean Tate, uh, the bowling coach, uh, having a one-on-one -on -one session with Kevin Sinclair. And then uh, Sinclair was very impressive. I mean, he gets the ball to dip. I saw a bit of him at the Karen Rorton Oval as well. Mm. Uh, he was impressive in the nets yesterday with the pink ball. But what he does bring is batting. Hmm. And if the fast bowlers, and they have four now, I mean, four, three fast bowlers, and Justin Graves was pretty impressive on debut. Yeah, he was uh, good. So if you're just going to use a handful of overs of spin here and there, uh, why not bring someone in who can also uh, relatively add some batting batting prowess? And mm. someone with uh, the confidence of having played a lot more international cricket than Moti. Uh, I mean, Moti's coming off that really good uh, series against uh, England in the T20Is, but Kevin Sinclair's been around for a while. So that's, that's my uh, gut feel that he comes in. I can't think of any real changes uh, to the to the batting lineup really or uh, any any other moves because i think the fast bowlers will, will it will be roach the two josephs and uh, justin graves uh, unless they really take a big punt and say okay we're going to play five fast bowlers and play akim jordan as well mm. which i would be very surprised by even though jordan was all fired up in the nets yesterday so um, i think that's the only move i can or uh, selection change i can foresee but we'll find out i mean in a couple of hours anyway craig brathwaite will speak to the press yeah jordan as a, a swing bowler could have an argument in a pink ball game but teams can overthink it too um, expecting there to be more swing than there actually ends up being okay well we will know more and perhaps this show will be published by then who knows we'll find out i think that's it for us for the final word daily uh, australia west indies there'll also be a final word daily for india and england uh, coming up later today the preview for the first test over there with adam collins and cameron ponsonby so um, keep your ears out for that if you're interested in the other test series, um, the test match that we'll be running alongside this one. Barrett Sundarason, thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff Lemon, cbussuper.com.au. 
presenting the show to you. And if you like what we're doing, patreon.com slash the final word is where you can get more involved. We'll see you for day one. George Benson, I ain't protected by the way I'm fenced in. my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty both this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and find